Hi, I'm Dr. Annaline Weston, Dental Legal Consultant at Dental Protection. Welcome to Risk Bites, a series of podcasts created specifically for dental practitioners in Australia. Risk Bites looks at the key dental legal risks and issues affecting dental practitioners across Australia and provides helpful advice and guidance on how to steer clear of them, leaving you free to provide safe and high quality dental care for your patients. In this edition, my colleague Dr. Colm Harney is going to focus on whether recording consultations is the practitioner's friend or foe. Now, Colm, the subject of this podcast, Recording Conversations, is an interesting one indeed, and it crops up from time to time in concerned calls from members. It can also feature heavily in patient complaints about some aspect of care they've received at a dental practice. Yes, Annalene, and... We all remember the old spy movies where it was cutting-edge technology to conceal a lapel microphone so that HQ could listen in as the evil genius revealed their plans for world domination. Nowadays, we need to consider that most patients entering our rooms carry a potentially much more sophisticated recording device in their pocket or bag. It's called a smartphone. This technology makes it increasingly easy for patients to record conversations whether we like it or not. Most phones have a simple record function, and there are also apps designed specifically for recording voice conversations. So, none of the whirring of old tape recording devices. And, with sensitive microphones and large memory banks, they can easily record any length of appointment, and all interactions with desk staff too, from start to finish. What does this mean for dental practice, especially if the idea of having an appointment recorded seems invasive, suspicious or threatening? In my view, the first and most important point is to approach this phenomenon with a degree of acceptance, that it could potentially be happening at any time with or without your knowledge. This does not need to be seen as a threat, and I would urge practitioners to instead reframe it. If we embrace the fact that if every conversation with a patient might be recorded, then this can be an incentive to ensure we always communicate efficiently, effectively and compassionately. The well-being of our patient should be first and foremost, and this is the practice of patient-centred care. It's also important to take the patient's perspective and understand how recording conversations could be beneficial for them. Patients don't always understand or recall all the information given during appointments, and recordings offer the opportunity for increased engagement and adherence by reviewing the discussions at a more convenient time, away from the often stressful dental environment. Throw into the mix barriers to effective communication that we encounter in practice every day, such as patient anxiety, cognitive decline, English might not be a first language, and even simple distractions such as the noisy dental environment with sterilizing equipment or phones ringing in the background. Then, it's easy to see how a recorded conversation could be a significant adjunct to effective communication with our patients. We all see instances daily where we give simple instructions to patients, such as, you need to make a 60-minute appointment for that procedure. And by the time the patient has walked out to the front desk to book that appointment, 
they have completely forgotten what we would consider to be this very simple piece of information. Additional weight can be given to the benefit of recordings for conversations where the stakes are higher. Discussions of complex treatment plans such as full mouth rehabilitations with a few implants thrown in. Procedures with serious and significant recognised risks such as orthognathic surgery where large financial amounts are involved or where there's an increased potential for a strong patient emotional response shutting down the thinking part of their brain. Examples of this would be maybe giving an oral cancer diagnosis. To this end, apps have been developed in medicine, such as Abridge, which will not only record the conversation, but actually uses AI to transcribe the medical parts, define medical terminology, and highlight key points, such as medication instructions and follow-up times. This can also give an opportunity for family members or significant others to be involved in the process and facilitate support and understanding as required for the patient. Okay, so let's say that takes account of conversations recorded with the consent of the practitioner. But what about covert recording, just like in the spy movies? Well, again, I go back to the point where the whole dental team should always behave in a responsible and professional manner. And consequently, any recording would just provide evidence of that. This applies as much to those in the surgery as to those at the front desk, who may equally be a target of covert recording. It is important not to let knowledge that you could potentially be recorded create a sense of distrust or defensiveness towards all patient interactions, especially when a patient walks in, takes a phone out of their pocket and innocently places it on the bench close by. At the same time, it's only natural that if you discover later that a specific conversation has been recorded, it has the potential to alter the trust base of that dentist-patient relationship, especially if you believe it was done with negative intentions. Each situation has to be taken on its merits. Is it because the patient is worried about something like costs? Maybe they don't understand some of the dental jargon and are too embarrassed to ask. They know their anxiety shuts down their frontal cortex, so they want to listen later. Or maybe it could be an escalation of an ongoing complaint. There may be a point where there's a legal component to consider. In Australia, with federal and state legislation regulating the making and use of audio recordings, Challenging the patient can often be a complicated process. Consent and privacy stand as the most obvious issues, but also relevant is, what's the recording used for? Is it part of a genuine complaint, or is there a manipulative or vexatious motivation? How the recording is used, in terms of sharing with third parties. Which third parties? Is it a spouse who maybe wants to access the information to help the patient? Or it could be a lawyer or a journalist. We also need to consider if it's published, such as posting on social media. And we also need to consider if the recording has been edited or selective excerpts of the piece are being used. The legislation is not consistent across all states and territories. And should an issue arise, 
then specific advice should be sought based on your own individual circumstances. So what should you do if a patient asks to record a consultation? Well, I would say, first, be appreciative that they've asked and then consider the intention for the request. As simple as asking, in a non-defensive way, what their reason is. If you agree, you should ask for a copy of the recording so that it can be placed in their dental records. One party should, at the outset, verbally date and timestamp the recording and state who's present so that it can act as a contemporaneous record. As a recording will be a more permanent document, akin to giving a written treatment plan as opposed to a verbal one, it may be important to set some context on the information given. That the advice you're providing is based on the circumstances and information you have to hand at that time and may be subject to change as more information becomes apparent. For example, using an old crown tooth as a proposed abutment for a new bridge is dependent on its vitality, radiological assessment and carry status when the old crown was removed. If you feel that the recording could be brought to a third party, such as another dentist, for a second opinion, then it may be wise to acknowledge that different dentists might have different opinions or treatment philosophies. For example, variations in orthodontic opinions and treatment modalities between practitioners. You need to be mindful that the non-verbal part of the communication will not be captured by the recording. So any diagrams, pamphlets, written plans given need to be attached in some way. The recording phone can simply be used to take a photograph if needed. And last, there may be parts of the interaction that need to be specifically verbalized such as, I'm showing Mr. Smith a model of a cracked tooth, a pamphlet on root canal treatment, and a demo model of a crown. Any important aspect of the interaction, when reviewed later, that can't be conveyed by voice recording alone. We've considered to this point a patient-recorded appointment. But what about if the dental professional wishes to record the appointment? What then? Well, yes, this is another great question because it is something that members do raise with us too. Can I record or even film a patient appointment? The bar understandably is set much higher for the professional in terms of how we are expected to behave, and a good starting point is the knowledge of the Privacy Act and the 13 Australian privacy principles that stem from that. Dental Protection have produced a fact sheet with key points, and this is accessible through our webpage. As with patient recording, the starting point is the reason or motivation for making a recording, and it would be prudent to draft some form of consent document specific to the circumstances of the recording for the patient to consider and sign. At minimum, you must address with the patient these key points. Who is the audience? Where is it being circulated? taking great care to be aware of the potential for information shared digitally to be distributed beyond your control. Another question to consider is what steps are being taken to protect the privacy of the patient and what steps the patient can take to withdraw consent at any time. One particular aspect of treatment on the surface seems to be well suited to making a recording, gaining consent for treatment. Dentists often think that recording a treatment planning conversation can be used 
as a watertight confirmation of patient consent to treatment. However, this often fails to take into account that consent is as much about what was understood by the patient as what was said by the dental professional. A recording can often serve to highlight potential shortcomings in this process and is no substitute for excellent active listening skills and understanding that consent is a two-way conversation, tailor-made for each patient and each individual set of factors involved in their care. And last, we need to consider what would be deemed as a covert recording by, for example, CCTV in any part of our dental practice and how dimly it would be viewed were it to be discovered by a patient or guardian. Thank you, Colm. That was a really comprehensive overview of an issue that's likely to get more and more prevalent over time. What would you say are the key takeaway messages from this? To summarise, I think it's important to realise that the potential for recorded conversations should not be seen as a threat, but instead a motivation for better communication. If we follow the as if rule, as if there is a smartphone with the record button on at all times in our practice, that should act as an incentive to efficient, effective and courteous communication with our patients. And consequently, any overt or covert recording should provide evidence of that. Thank you so much, Colin, for that relevant and helpful content. And thank you all for listening. We hope this podcast was helpful to you and look forward to sharing more guidance with you in the future. If you like Dental Protection Podcasts and you'd like to hear more, please subscribe and leave a review.